Hello world and welcome to episode 3 of Stories from a Bar, a podcast of interesting conversations with interesting people, coming to you this time from Rare Form Brewery, uh, right here in Troy, New York. I'm your host Chris Osborne, and hanging out with me for this episode, I have Kevin Mullen. Did I say that right? <laughs> Forgot it already. Right. I'm screwing up already, man. You're fine. Kevin Mullen? Mullen. Mullen. Oh, I did it twice. Third right. times a charm. Yes. Kevin Mullen, third times a charm. That's right. Uh, head brewer and co-owner of Rare Form Brewing Company. Uh, Kevin, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are uh, you? I'm great. Oh, yeah, I'm, me yeah, absolutely. I certainly appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me. We were talking before. I'm sure you're a busy guy. Uh, I, I enjoy this kind of stuff, so <laughs> I think it's good. Um, I like to start out by letting people know what we're drinking. I yep. went with the Baby Beats Session IPA. Yes. Which is delightful. Oh, thank you very much. Absolutely. What uh, What do you got there? I've got the Baby Beats as well. You know, it's one of those beers that has a lot of flavor, but it's only 3.9% alcohol, so you can you can drink it all day long and still uh, feel pretty good. Well, it's funny. I just had, I started with the Saturday Sun. Yeah. I ordered it. I started drinking it. And then I looked at the board. And I'm like, holy shit, this is 8.5%. <laughs> it's had a bit of a kick to it. It did. So now you're just balancing it off with the, the Baby Beats. <laughs> little background into Rare Form Brewer, Brewing Company. Uh, how'd you get into brewing? Uh, I got into brewing a long time ago. So my first, I guess my story with that is when I was in high school and I was uh, going to visit one of my brothers in college to see what a college was kind of like. Yep. And uh, he said, yeah, why don't you check, pick out a class and come to class with me. And it was a chemistry class and this is in Colorado. And so I went to the chemistry class and the professor came in and he had, you know, his backpack and his coffee and he put it down on the table and he puts his... Uh, coffee up there and he puts his backpack up there and he starts talking about this process we're gonna go through a process today doesn't say what we're actually what we're actually making or anything but as he goes through he's like you know this chair equals this 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 backpack equals this this book equals this you know this is a byproduct of this and then kind of kept on going through and at the very end he took his backpack down and he put a beer on the table and he's like we just made beer and i was like wow what really i never thought about making beer before i just thought of how i could find someone to buy it for me at the time, you know? Fair point. And he's like, all right, so I can make beer. So we ran off that weekend and started making beer. Um, and then, uh, you know, I dabbled with it here and there. And then about, I don't know now, maybe 12 years ago, I really got into it and uh, was brewing beer in, in Colorado and Seattle. Um, and so you're from Colorado? Here. I grew up in Colorado. Oh, all right. Yep. And then my wife and I moved here from Seattle. Oh, wow. Uh, for well, nine years ago now at this point. How'd you end up over here then? Uh, my wife's uh, grad school. She came over here for a master's in painting. It was a three-year program. Oh, all right. Our original plan was then, after three years, we moved back to the Pacific Northwest and opened up the brewery out there. And about a year and a half into it, kind of fell in love with Troy and the, the East Coast and the proximity and everything. You know, you've got you know Montreal and New York City and Boston. That's true. Actually, I was talking to a friend at work the other day, and we were joking. Albany, it's like a culture vacuum to an extent. Yeah. Because we're like three hours from like four major cities yeah between new york city yeah. boston montreal yeah i mean if you wanted to go towards buffalo or rochester Absolutely. even out that way yeah. it's picking up yeah i mean we were, we were just in dc last weekend and uh you know that's not a bad drive either it's like bam you're down in maryland you know oh it's great i love hopping on a train and just yeah. taking a day oh, yeah. down Absolutely. into the city or something like that yeah well, that's the best part i think too is you know we go down for beer events and we'll take the train down and have the beer event and then take the train back up it's perfect it's a good time where in colorado where are you from i've been out there once to visit some family in Colorado Springs. Yep. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I remember it was like a family vacation when I was younger. Yeah. And what I remember most was getting headaches from the altitude. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. The whole week. A almost. lot of people have issues with that when they go yeah, out there. It was um, bad. I was in the Western Slope area, um, small town north of Grand Junction, Colorado. Grand Junction is like the, 
the largest on, city on the west slope of Colorado. So you have the mountains, and on the other side of the mountains is Grand Junction, and the high plains desert kind of area. And uh, so uh, north of Grand Junction was a town called Rangeley, and that's where I went to high school and went right. to school in the Ham Place. Yeah, that's cool. What's uh, well? Let me ask you this: What's the difference in the, how different how different is the weather between Seattle and here? Very different. <laughs> here you get actually get seasons. <laughs> no, there's no seasons in Seattle. No, no, Does no. it just there's, rain? There's two seasons. You get ten, 10 months of winter and two months of summer, and that's it. That doesn't sound as appealing as I hoped. <laughs> yeah, but it's you know, like the rain isn't like rain. It's more like a mist. You know, it's like okay, mid forties. You know, low low fifties, and then just like a mist and constant mist is the way I felt about it. <laughs> but you know, the summers are absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I definitely want to go out there to visit one. It's day. a gorgeous place. Yeah. yeah. So what was the ins- inspiration behind opening, well, maybe we just touched on it, but rare form here? Oh, uh, you know, so we, we I mean, uh, you know, brewing's been a passion for mine. Uh, craft beer's been a passion for, you know, now more than half of my life. And uh, I really wanted, you know, to open up a brewery. Just, I, I love making beer. I love the process of making beer. Um, I like to kind of push myself to extremes as far as like what wide range, what, what, I, what can I do? So that was a fun, that was a big part of it. Uh, my wife loves beer as well. And, hey, uh, that's how you know it's <laughs> for right. real. That's right. So, uh, um, yeah, so we just decided to jump in and do it. Well, that's cool. How'd you end up, well, you said you fell in love with Troy. Yeah. Anything, what was it specifically? Um, you know, it, we like, there's a, uh, my wife's an artist. Okay. And uh, we both love art quite a bit. This place has well. really been booming over the last few years. So yeah, it, And it's absolutely. really great to see. Yeah. Like I said, we were talking before the show, and I told yeah. you I live like 10 minutes away. I like coming into Troy. It's really picked up. Yeah, absolutely. It's changed. I mean, since we've been open, you know, for four years now, I've seen a huge change in the, in just downtown Troy and Troy itself. And, you know, it's it has a nice place where it's allowed, the, the cost of everything has allowed people to be a little bit more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like, uh, be more creative. It allows creative people to open up places. Yeah. And so we're getting some of fun of that, you know. And then there's a nice art scene in Troy, too, which is really kind of what kept us in Troy itself, was just there's a nice art community here. When we first moved in, we moved over in Albany, and uh, we kind of kept telling, talk, people kept trying to pull us over to Troy. And we came over and started talking. I was like, yeah, this, we like Troy a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, let me ask you this. How, I think I know the answer, but how did you come up with the name Rare Form then? Uh, so my uh, wife and I, for years, would be going over, like, what, what we're going to call our brewery, what, what's the name going to be. And we had, like, names and names and names and stuff. And just kind of always, like, a fun game to play. What about this? Like, no, no, no. I don't like that. What about this? But we did know that we really wanted uh, the, the word rare in there. Okay. And then um, after dwindling all these lists down. And then the other thing, too, is my, my wife's work, her art, is a lot about line and form. And so we were trying to find a way that we could mix beer and art together in a way. Um, because the process itself, beer itself, is really creative. And, and, and brewing is creative, and I like to see it as that type of creativeness. Yeah. And then with the art component of it as well. So when we kind of were one day just thinking about the art and about rare, and all of a sudden it's like rare form. And then I love the double tundra on, on it. You know, you can either be rare form, which is really good, or you can be in rare form, which is not so good. Well, so. <laughs> I, well I told you, I've been here a handful of times, and I remember coming in one yeah. time and asking the bartender, at the time, I'm like, so how'd you guys decide on the name? Yeah. It's like, you know, when you've been so drunk, you're in rare form. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. I, sadly, I know that quite well. That's right. Everyone's been in rare form at least once. Absolutely. <laughs> I assume when you decide to make a brewery, you kind of have an idea of the kind of space you need yeah. size-wise for all your equipment and stuff. But how do you decide on the atmosphere when it comes to, like, the bar and sure. serving people. Absolutely. It's well, something you, I've we, been curious in because, yeah. you know, it's not your, certainly not your run-of-the-mill sports. Yeah. I come here to watch sports. Exactly. And drink yeah. Beer. We don't have sports on TV. We don't even have 
a TV. I mean, we have a projector that plays like movies and things like that. But um, we we wanted to focus on a place where we would want to sit down and drink beer ourselves and hang out and be comfortable hanging out there. Yeah. Um, and so we really kind of looked at it on that, you know, and, and made that the main focus is like when we were looking at certain chairs to get or you know wherever it's gonna you know, how the shape of it's gonna be and then you know the height of the bar, like what's comfortable, you know, like what's a comfortable point for that. And that was what my wife and I based everything on. And then we actually built when we designed this place. So we designed the brewery. And then we did all the work ourselves. We did all the the plumbing, the electrical, um, the architecture part component of it. But we designed everything so that when you walk in, everything funnels towards um, the brewery itself to keep the beer as the main focus. Of the place. Ah, I did, yeah. So now that you say that, I that. see that. So yeah. it flows to keep the, the main focus on the beer. And I was just talking about as we walk to the back here to record the show. I love that not only do you have a room to the side, it has a Nintendo sixty four. That's it. right. <laughs> and I saw Goldeneye in there. That's right. <laughs> We have a list of games, and we've had, you know, we've had some ourselves, and we've had other places like other bars that sell our beer have sent us games randomly in the mail. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I'm always surprised. Where I'm like, why is, you know, why is this place sending me something? I open it up, and it's a, a new Nintendo 64 game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's funny. I've just been pumping a bunch of hours. I got one of those little Super Nintendos that re- releases oh, yeah. that they just yeah. came out. So I just put in like. Somewhere between fifty and sixty hours of oh, Final awesome. Fantasy three. I'm like five minutes. I remember the first five minutes. I'm like, man, these yeah. graphics. I can't believe these graphics <laughs> totally. used to be the best. <laughs> after that, it's like, I'm like this is so awesome. I'm like this takes me back so much. All the hours spent. Yeah. So, what was the hardest part of turning the vision into a reality? Then, when you decide um, you want to open a brewery, you know, the hardest part, I think, with any type of business, is actually getting the funding for it. You know. That's a hard component. Fair and, point. And, uh, with, it does take a lot of money, I It think. does, especially brewing. It's really capital heavy. You know, like um, brewing equipment's expensive. So when banks see those type of things, they're, not, they're usually not too pleased. <laughs> so that was the hardest part, you know, but we were able to finally pull it off and get, you know, do it. Now we're, you know, now we don't for four years. So and gone by fast. Yeah, you just mentioned that this week's your four year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. awesome. You got yeah. anything big planned? Uh, we'll have a big party for sure here. Uh, we're going to do it in a couple weeks. And, uh, that's always a good time. New beer release. Oh, what do you got on tap? Uh, it's it's going to be um, it's going to be called Troy Division. It's, okay. it's going to be a series. Of, this is a New England IPA that'll be coming out. So inspired by Joy Division. Yep. All right. Are you a music guy? <laughs> I love music. Yeah. Oh, oh fantastic. <laughs> we get along just great then. You talked. To, you touched in on it earlier about brewing kind of being a art form and craft. Sure. Yep. Uh, which I certainly totally agree with. Uh, I'm curious. What inspires new ideas then when you decide you want to try a new it, beer? You know, it's uh, it kind of can be anything. You know, like there's a lot of different things that, that'll just pop up random stuff sometimes, you know, and I'll think, oh, you know what? That's a that reminds me of Blank, and I think that would be a good idea to do this, you know, and uh, from songs, you know, music itself, yep. from artwork to, you know, randomly seeing something at the grocery store, you know, like, and be like, hey, what about this? How if I put that in beer or, you know, wake that flavor or how can I get those, you know, or you get new hops or you get new, you know, different ingredients or new farm. Like we have a, an all New York beer that is, you know, I was just trying to find what are some odd grains that we can get that grow really, really well in New York, you know, and Triticale. So we have a, uh, we use Triticale as a, for a wit beer because it has its own natural spice characteristic to it itself. What exactly so, is Triticale? Triticale is a hybrid between wheat and rye. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. 
Um, so yeah, we started figuring out ways to incorporate that, you know, and then we work with our farms too to, you know, like, um, I was looking at raw, like raw rye, like our, our raw beets, which is a raw rye IPA. Yep. Um, and I started losing that white, you know, I like this flavor of the rye, I like the flavor of it raw and start incorporating that into it. So that kind of inspired things too, is kind of looking at what you have on hand, you know, and then trying to play a little bit of a puzzle, I think is the fun part. Interesting. Well, you talked about in all New York beers. How important was it to you then to try to use local ingredients or just stuff from New York? Uh, I mean, we, we try to with everything. You yeah. know, we try to as much as we can. And we have some great farmers that we work with uh, really closely. Um, some of them are here in Rensselaer County, um, even, you know, so even, even really close. What are the difficulties with trying to keep local stuff? Um, you know, a lot of times it comes down to is, is not having enough of it or also the price. You know, sometimes local stuff is a lot more pricier, expensive, even though you're cutting out some of the middle components of it, which is odd, but just because it's economy of scale, you know, of what they're doing and what we're doing, so. All right. Uh, here's a fun question. Have you had a what you thought was a great idea when it came to brewing a new beer, got through the process, brewed it, but then thought, I've made a terrible mistake? Uh, I don't know. I mean, usually... I mean, I know I've definitely made mistakes before, <laughs> you know, I mean, everyone does. And I think if you're, if you're not, then any you're not trying. You any know? explosions? No explosions. Oh, no, right. nothing unsafe. Um, but we did it. So when we first opened, we uh, we had a little bit of a, a, a situation. We first opened our doors and it was absolutely crazy in here. And we sold out of all of the beer that we had. So I only had actually one beer on for a while and I had two beers on for a little bit. And then I spent all week and I brewed all of our, filled all of our fermenters again. And this is like the third week that we were open. Filled all the fermenters on a Friday night. All I mean, I was doing, uh, I was working like 16 hours to 20 hours a day for an entire week trying to fill it, everything. Fill it all. Come in on a Friday or Saturday morning to get ready to bar tent. And our glycol pump went down. And all of our fermenters shot up in temperature. So all the work that I just did, um, I tasted the beer and it was all really bad because it was too oh. high in temp. So I had to dump all of them. And then redo an entire another week of it, and oh, so we no. were we actually went reached out to a lot of our other friends that have breweries and started buying beer from them, so we could at least have something in here to sell beer. How long? Because, does the, well, how long does the process take from starting a batch to when it's ready? It depends on the beer, but you know, usually a safe bet is about fourteen days. Oh, okay. That's actually that's kind of shorter than I was thinking. Yeah, you know, some beers are going to be a little bit longer than that, but fourteen days is a good average. It's the quickest one to brew then. What's that? What's the quickest to brew? Our, our session ale is pretty quick to brew. Okay. Um, you know, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of alcohol in it. You know, so it's not doing a lot. It's fermenting out, but it's not a lot. We're continuously trying to eat eat those sugars. Interesting. You remember the first beer you brewed? Uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't. It's been a lot now. <laughs> Any home brewing experiments gone wrong? Um, I I haven't, but I, I uh, not that I can think of at least. I know there's always been, you know, issues here and there. Uh, but I can't think of any right now. I was thinking one, it wasn't for me, but it was somebody else that they had a, a, a chest freezer with a, they were turned into a kegerator, so the kegs on top. Okay, yep. And they were, a person was helping the other person move. And one of the guys grabbed something that was on the cooler. And as he was um, pulling it off, it, he didn't realize that it hit the, the tap. And so that, as he was going upstairs, two kegs of beer were pouring out on the floor. Oh, no. And then when they were all done moving, he came in to get the beer because that's what the guy made it for. And 
sure oh. enough, all the beers on the floor and the cages are empty. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. So that wasn't me, but I I heard that story, which is uh, I always uh, get a chuckle out of that. <laughs> I can't imagine what that would be like. Uh, yeah. If that as long as that's not you, you can laugh. Exactly. That's right. And kind of cry at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at your website, you took, and I saw something cool. You do something called the Scale Up Homebrew Project, where you actually let homebrewers come in and use your stuff. Yeah, kind of. Um, so what we do is we start up. We've, we haven't actually had time to do it in a while, just because we've been too busy. But what we were doing was having uh, uh, twice a year we would have homebrewers drop off recipes, drop off beers and recipes, and then uh, go through and we taste them. Uh, the, our my panel, my quality control panel at the brewery, would taste them and figure out like you know which one we thought was the best one. And then that person, we would invite them over, and then I would scale up the recipe with them. Oh, okay. And then they would come in and brew the beer with us on our system. What was on the tasting panel? Can uh, I be on the tasting panel? Because that would be fantastic. <laughs> I'm happy to volunteer my services. I don't need to be paid. <laughs> it's it's a fun uh, you know it's a fun day, but it's also uh, um, you know we we are uh, kind of strict about it. We do uh, you know a lot of make people take a lot of notes down, write down, uh, make sure everyone's kind of trained on what our flavors are. Do and the do notes get harder to too. read the more you taste? No, no. Usually, <laughs> might something. Sometimes they actually get more more stuff on them. Really? <laughs> yeah. Not People start yeah feeling more comfortable uh, saying what they actually think. Oh. Taste like what they what they are tasting, and you know, like how's the you know am I getting apricot or am I getting you know like grape or am I what you know what flavors am I getting out of this? You know, what kind of what kind of melon, not just a melon. So. You know? As you would expect, alcohol loosened, loosened people's totally. ambitions. That's right. Inhibitions, yeah. I should say. <laughs> and they're more honest. That's right. What's been the best one you've come across? Is there anything that's been really stood out from that? Uh, from the scale-up times? Yeah. Yeah, we've had some good beers come through, you know. Um, it's, it's uh, we haven't, like I said, we haven't, we haven't done it at all this year. We kind of stopped that process just because we don't have enough fermentation space anymore. We're matched out as the size that we are in here. This place, so. It does look pretty full as we sit yeah. here next to all the <laughs> large containers. Yeah. yeah. Have you gotten a submission, looked at it, and just gone, hell no? Uh, I've tried everything. You oh, know? really? Um, yep. Um, doesn't mean that I've I tried all every twice. <laughs> Keeping it political. All right. right. How do you decide on the names? That's one thing I've always been curious about. Um, you know, it's it's, uh, it's another thing that I tell my wife and I do when we're driving. I, I like with our name. We're always like, what about this for a name? What about this for a name? What okay. about this for a name? You know, and then I try to figure out different ways of, of incorporating either something that has to do with the beer specifically or the ingredients in the beer or a piece of like something of us uh something i've always wondered i've always when i can't decide sometimes when if i go to some place with like a bunch of beers i'll look at the labels yeah and i'll i've picked beer before just simply based on the label i remember sure. going to world of beer that has yeah. a ridiculous amount of stuff yeah and i saw a label with like this giant muscular viking <laughs> getting ready to crack a skull it was called skull crusher like, I'm gonna try that one. <laughs> How important is the label when it comes to? Uh, you know, well, that's one of the things too. It, it's becoming more and more important because you guys have some cool labels. Ah, thanks. Yeah, I think it's important as we become more important as the beer shelves start getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There's so many more items on there. You know? something that really pops and stands exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and you know, think about it like, like wine. People always thought about wine. About you know, you always chose it by the label. You know, for a lot of See, people. Beer's labels, becoming more and more like labels that. I find kind of boring. It's, they all they're, seem, they're not as exciting. No, as they're games. not. <laughs> I'm the, I'm like beer labels themselves are kind of becoming an art form. Yeah, for sure. And wine is just like it's basic information. Yeah, be a tiny design. Yeah, yeah. It's like you got to actually know the wine you want. Yeah, and I think that's because, like you know, the craft beer itself for a long time has been fighting against you know large beer, you know, and how to stand out more on a shelf first became that. How do we stand out more on a shelf when 
you know, so much of the shelf space or cooler spaces, you know, Bud, Coors, those guys, where now it's also so many other craft breweries out there that are doing it. So everyone's trying to make their label stand out or jump out. So, you know, they're the ones that are being purchased. Not that I'm trying to knock on the big places like that, but that seems... <laughs> I remember, and you can tell the kind of person who's buying, like, Bud, yeah. or especially Keystone, you yeah. know, college kid, or someone that was set in their ways 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. That's beer palm right there. That's what's about to happen with that case, is I see someone carrying a 30-rack of Keystone up to the register. But, Very uh, true. Uh, what do you, I mean, what do you think's been behind the craft beer explosion? It just seems like... You know, I mean, people people love beer, you know, and people love beer that has more flavor and there's more involved in it, and it's, it's, it's just a... You know, a local like we're getting more small, small breweries that are happening more in neighborhood breweries than we are actually these large, giant regional ones. And not only do I love that that's happening, I love that they're all viable, and yeah. most of them are staying in business. Yeah, and they're all producing quality a, product, products. Yeah, as long as you're making quality product, you're in a pretty good position, you know. And that's the thing is, you know, the the, the failure rate at breweries right now is pretty low. You know, um, they're starting to see a little bit more of it. And people keep talking about a bubble bursting, but that's not going to happen. You know, like there's uh, smaller, we'll just see brewers getting smaller, you know, that's that's the main thing, I think. Some of the regional ones. And I mentioned how cool I thought your designs for the labels were. And if you work with actual, like, local and even faraway artists. Um, most, of the them, most of them were all done with my, my wife. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She's an artist and was a reference oh, designer well, prior. That's right. Yeah. So she does a uh, majority of our labels. We have a couple labels that we've had from other friends uh, that, uh, from places that we've lived in you know are really close with they've done some labels for us too here and there and helped us out well I was just going to say how do you well how's it work do you come up with the name and then just say go hog wild on a yeah with some of those we have yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> or have you laid out like specific guidelines that you had a vision for or? Uh, nope nope uh, and a lot of the artists that we've had to ask that we've asked to do it, besides uh, Jenny um, who's my wife okay. besides her are we know their art form, their style of what they do. Yeah. So we're kind of like, this would be a good beer for that person. And so that they've, that's, you know, we have maybe three, three, three people, four people that have done that for us. And then, yeah, then Jay's just done all the other ones. Yeah, I noticed just looking at your website, uh, now that I know what you're wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see all the names on the website of people that have come up with the labels. Yeah. A lot of them with Detroit local artists and even some in Seattle which I thought was really cool and now that yep. I know you spent time in Seattle I yeah. guess that explains that yep but uh, another thing I loved was that or that I found interesting is not only do you give them credit yeah. on your website you can actually go to their website and purchase yep. poster size versions yep. of the labels and yep. the profits Absolutely. go to the artists yep definitely I mean and a lot of times you know artists aren't paid for the, what their services are or not paid what they should be paid <laughs> so anything we can help an artist out we're good yeah that's true <laughs> So what are some of the, you've been open for four years, what are some of the highlight moments or I'll say funniest or craziest moments you've seen since you've opened the brewery? Oh man. Um, we've, you know, I mean, one of the crazy ones is when we first opened and had all that, had to dump a lot of beer because all that, because of our glycol pump went down. That was, that was crazy and bad timing. I can't, <laughs> it's yeah. really bad timing. I imagine that throws a, a wrench in <laughs> was, things. Yeah, that was pretty tough. Um, you know, other than that, you know, we've—it's been a lot of fun. You know, we're running around like crazy for sure. You know, that's uh, there is no time, no free time really, but that's also kind of exciting because you know we're doing it for our, you know what we believe in and we're passionate about. We've had, you know, we've seen 
Last year anniversary party, I mean, we've seen accidents happen in the front. Every day I see a car go the wrong way on the one-way street. You know, like on, well, almost to, every day. To be fair, um, uh, Troy Streets can be a little confusing. Yeah, there's if you haven't been ways, through Troy totally. before, it's literally just nothing but one ways in every direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, the, the one ways too, if you, there's no sign that says "Don't turn here." You know, like fair, yeah, you know what? You're right. Now that I think about it, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's been uh, we actually had a oh yeah, we have it. So we. We did a couple canning, mobile canning runs before, where we have a, a guy comes in uh, with all their canning equipment set up, and we run beer and can a whole bunch of beer. Usually, it's about six hour a day, but we decided one time that our place was too small for it, and so then we'd set it up on the sidewalk. And uh, this was for our anniversary party last year, so we set it up on the sidewalk. Um, we had the, the people that had the the canning equipment; they got a new canning machine, so they were having issues with it. Needless to say, though, in order for us to finish canning, and since it was on the sidewalk, um, it ended up being 30 hours Holy straight shit. of canning out there. So overnight, we were outside canning beer, you know, um, at 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning, That's 6 in the morning, 7 in the morning, all the way until, you know, 11 in the morning. But there was an interesting street life happening. But, you know, the, the... Did the streets in Troy come alive at 4 a.m.? They, they did. They did come alive at 4 a.m. And uh, we were still out there canning during it on the sidewalk. And uh, cops came by and asked, you know, if we wanted... They were offering to go get us coffee and donuts and stuff. And... <laughs> so kind of the reverse <laughs> Totally, yeah. Any joke you would expect. Yeah, uh, they were they were fantastic. But, you know, yeah, and then we finished at 11 o'clock in the, the morning uh, and uh, moved everything in. And then all of a sudden, you know, the city of Troy one of the people came by and said, do you guys have a permit for the sidewalk? <laughs> like, no, after we, you had finished? After we just finished. We're like, I uh, didn't know we needed one and we didn't know we'd be out there all night. <laughs> wow. We thought it was going to be six, you know, six hours and be done. That Did was they it. try to nail you on the permit then? No. Yeah. Oh, They're like, all right, next time. So, yeah, hopefully it won't be a no next time. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw looking at your website that you have what I think is a hilarious, just a, is it a van with four or five tabs <laughs> yeah. just in the side of it? Yep. Yeah, we have a, a, a rare form van, uh, and it's not, yeah, four taps it's, on the side It's of it like an ice cream truck, stuff. but for adults. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and people, I'll be funny because I'll be driving to an event or something, and I'll be on the interstate, I'll see a van, or I'll be driving and a car will zip past, and then I'll see it slow down, <laughs> it slows down, comes up with us, and I see people with their photos taking pictures of the van, and then they wave and they take back off again. <laughs> Has, or anyone, the, has well, anyone tried to stick a glass out the window to, while you're driving? They haven't, but a lot of people have asked, like, is that thing really poor beer? <laughs> like, yes, it does. I feel like, oh, man, I can't imagine having a van with just taps on the side. <laughs> yeah. It comes in handy for events, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I also noticed you guys don't have a full kitchen. You do have, like, some snacks and meats and yep. cheese yeah. that pairs well with the beers you brew. How do, I mean, yep. what goes into deciding what to serve? snack or food wise with a beer I've always wondered it's not yeah. anything I mean you could tell me this dark goes with this yeah uh yeah and I would take your word for it sure. I have no idea yep well you know there's a lot of different things that go into it one is that you can just kind of think about like there's thing about fats and acids and you know which flavors go well with each other and what's gonna you know when you think of a lot of people think of you know like chocolate and dark beers you know for example or whatever you know okay or you know like Let's say you have a hoppy beer, like an IPA or a double IPA, and those hops, those those uh, those flavors are going to bring out some different citrus notes, different hop notes, the characters, but it's also bitter, so it's going to cut. So you have to get something that's nice and hearty enough that it's actually going to blend well with it. You know, that when you're tasting, making pairings, you want to make sure that 
it's not one that overpowers the other. It's like that they both create a flavor together, and that what's that's what works well with it. Um, so like a, a nice really sharp cheddar or something along those lines with a double IPA um, can be really nice because you've got two strong flavors, you know, but they're also your bitterness, but then you've got this cheese component of it too, which also is a texture, right? You know, so th- that that that's nice. You know, a lot of people, you know, obviously chocolate and people are chocolate stouts, chocolate porters, you know, uh, but it also depends on the type of chocolate it is too and what's in those chocolates. You know, if you have roasted flavors or astringent flavors, okay. then you're going to guide the beer, you know, either to balance that or to show highlight those or you know give a different flavor off it other than that interesting yeah i when i see that when i'm like i'm at a restaurant and they suggest what beer go or want even wine wine i feel is like more easier to decipher when it comes to trying to pair it with food than beer for me uh and i was talking to you before the show i love going around checking out new places having drinks i'm i mean i'm always curious to hear about how it's made but that science behind it is lost on me yeah (laughs) There's a lot uh, of science. I'm more of a consumer than I am a <laughs> that's maker. Right. That's for sure. Not that there's anything we, we, wrong we, with we that. We all need consumers. So. Exactly. Hey, I'm your target audience, and you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> Thanks. And this might be that 8.5% that's right. Saturday Sun double IPA. Kicking ordering, in. <laughs> which had quite the kick, and it was quite tasty. Nice. So, uh, I mean, what's been one of your favorite stories since opening the place, then? Oh, man, you know there's too many. Um, you know, with... with uh, with beer and brewing and having a bar or a brewery and then also having a lot of different events out there there's just there's almost yeah it's, almost, it's too hard to even tell, say there's too many there's too many good times too many stories <laughs> uh, I know you guys do a lot of pop-ups with local restaurants too yep. which is pretty awesome yeah we, yeah. especially but as we touched on before you have more a snack type yeah something yeah. to serve to help totally. soak up the alcohol yeah that's, and, that, and that's kind of where we wanted to keep the focus on again we wanted to have the focus on the beer we don't we don't have experience doing the kitchens and all that kind of stuff like focus that. Focus on what you're so good at. Focus on what you're good at. And, and there's a lot more places like that opening up. I've I've noticed it happening with a lot of breweries, yeah. actually, where they're bringing in just food yep. trucks. Yep. Focus absolutely. on what you know, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's – and that's one of the nice things about it, too. And with the pop-ups, you know, we can have – we usually try to focus on good restaurants that are outside of the area so people that are in Troy don't have to leave Troy for, you know, good food. There's a lot of good food here, but, you know, as, as you don't – you can get tired of the, the, the few places, you know, or whatever. So it's nice to bring in something from, you know, uh, Saratoga or, or, you know, Albany or wherever. How's it? Hudson Valley. Absolutely. How's it come about working? We talked earlier. I recorded episode two down at Hunters on Jay yep. in Schenectady. Good and you place. guys did a collaboration with them where they have your yep. stuff on top. How do you work collaborations with other places then? Um, so How's like, that usually come about? You know, a lot of it's just... You know, those guys are great guys, and they reached out and said, hey, you guys want to, you know, can we come over and do a beer with you? And uh, they've been selling our beer for a while, and it's like, yep, absolutely, you know, it's, it's, uh, this will be a fun day. So they give an idea of what they want, and uh, they come in and sit down with me, and then we brew a beer together, and they get to come in and help out, and, and then, you know, put it on their tap line. <laughs> That's always cool. I love seeing the collaborations, because you hear about yeah. places you wouldn't hear about otherwise. Yeah, collaborations are fun, you know. The, the brewing world is a really tight-knit small kind of world where everybody knows everybody else and everybody's friends and everybody has gets along and has a good time you know um and for a chance for us we and other brewers to spend a day together and drink beer and make beer is always a fun time <laughs> any day i can spend drinking beer and doing stuff that's a pretty good day that's right usually doesn't usually turn out too bad yeah it's hard to <laughs> i'm gonna work into 
towards the end of the show here. Okay. I like to keep it around 40 to 45 minutes. Sure. Makes sense. Uh, and I have... It's funny. The first two episodes, I wasn't quite sure how to end the show. Yeah. First one I did with bar trivia type thing. Yeah. The second one I just said, all right, I'm going into the end of the show. <laughs> I have a new pun-inspired segment <laughs> nice. that I'm going to introduce for episode three here to try to end with you that I call the bar exam. All right. The you get it? Exam. I get you, it. Yes, all right. You got totally. the pun. Okay. Yep. <laughs> it's really just some more questions. Right. <laughs> Easy <laughs> not, enough. Just not specifically about the brewery or yeah. anything like that. So... You have, it's the end of the night. You're not here. You're someplace with a jukebox. Yeah. You have enough money to play one last song. What's your go-to, you're a music guy, what's your go-to band or song that you try Jeez. to end the night with in that scenario? That's that's a that's a tough one. Um, mainly because I don't see many jukeboxes anymore. <laughs> so I've, no, I've they're they're all piece. the digital it's, it's all screens digital on the screen. wall. Yeah, now. that's right. So I say jukebox in the yeah. pejorative term. Yeah. Um, I think that... Uh, I would probably look and see if there was any Talking Heads Ooh, on, and if choice. it was Talking Heads, then I would have a, I would have to sit there for a few minutes to figure out. What I love song Psycho though. Killer. I know that's great. It's a fantastic. It song, is. You know? It is. Have you seen them live at all? Yes. Really? Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. Fantastic show. Absolutely. What's the best show you've been to then? Oh, not that that was one of the bar that, exam that, questions. Yeah, sure. I mean, no, that was I don't a, know if I I can't really trademark that, but I'm going to keep saying right. it. <laughs> Might as well. Um, yeah, I mean, that was it. That was a, that was an excellent show. Um, uh, Yaysayer was a really good show. I, I thought that was awesome. Massive Attack up in um, Montreal put a really good show on too. Yeah, I've been to Montreal once, and it was for a bachelor party. Yeah, and uh, it was great because we we went paintballing. <laughs> and we did this part sober, surprisingly. <laughs> but, uh, so there was like 11 or 12. There was like 11 of us plus the groom. Yeah. And for some reason, they had a chicken soup on hand <laughs> for the groom to dress in. And he Perfect. ran from one side of the paintball field yeah. to the other with 11 <laughs> of us lined up. And the our French judge wearing his, or French ref wearing his ref shirt <laughs> yeah. filmed it. Just laughing and saying stuff in French as we all just unloaded on our on the groom as he ran across. Nice, that's hilarious. Oh, it was a great time. Nice. All right, uh, best hangover cure in your years of drinking. Have you come across something that's you found to really work? I would say more beer. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is no hangover cure. There is no hangover cure. That really gives. Hard drinkers, no That's right. Just hope, Every, your, hope your lines are clean. <laughs> and I, I found that, yeah, no, I haven't really found anything that particularly works for me. But there was a point there for a while where, like, just like three o'clock the next day, yeah, a switch flipped. I'm like, all right, yeah. I feel good. Yeah, that doesn't happen so much anymore now that I'm older. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've learned. That's right. It just takes longer. <laughs> it does. Yeah, now it takes you, longer. Like, why did I do that? I didn't even thought I. That's right. I didn't even think I drank that much. I think you always remember too. At some point, it, it's it's worse before it's better. There's always like it gets worse and worse and worse, and all of a sudden you come over that hump. Over and it's the better. hump. Yeah, that is a fair point. <laughs> all right, someone walks into the brewery, sits mm-hmm. down at the bar, asks you to pour, give them your best beer. What do you pour them? You know, we actually get that question quite a bit, and it, it's one of those. That kind See, of drives I was me thinking nuts. when I put this together, <laughs> I assume that would be a question you've got. You've got. Uh, I, I is it really just based on what's on? Well. 
let's say everything's available at the time. I, you know, I, I, I start off and just say like, what kind of beer do you usually like? Because what happens? They is... like all beers. <laughs> no, that's that's a, a, the line they'll say. But then then they'll be like, but I actually don't like dark beers or whatever. You know, they'll they'll come up with something afterwards. And like, okay, so then, so you want something that's a light beer? All right, now I know what you're you know like where you're at and what you're thinking. But yeah, I, um, <laughs> you know, we'll have people that come in and be like. You know, what's your closest thing to blank? <laughs> My final question for the bar exam, trademark, can I name your next beer? <laughs> and and before you say no, I have some suggestions. Nice. So you can see what I'm working with here. Right. And this is what I do at work, My the day job. Gotcha. So, of course, I have the obligatory show plug, stories from an IPA. Now, the type of beer can be interchanged with any kind you brew. Yeah. It was just what I came up with at the time, and I thought it sounded fine. <laughs> so there's stories from an IPA. If you don't like that, I have Filthy Paw Pale Ale, which I actually based off my dog. Nice. It seems I have, fitting. I have, yeah, absolutely. I have two beagles. One is nice. named Zoe. The one that this is based off of is named Heath Eastwood. Heath Eastwood, nice. Heath Eastwood. Well, when I adopted him... They had the name Heath. We yeah. just, my girlfriend Sarah and I, just added the Eastwood to the end nice. of his name because we thought that sounded hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. But he had a problem with chewing on his paw and one, his, yeah. one of his back paws, and it looked dirty. And we started referring to it as the filthy paw. <laughs> so I'm like, if I ever open a bar, that's a fantastic name. <laughs> I'm seeing that as a less and less possibility of me opening a bar. That's why I'm pitching it as a beer <laughs> name <gotcha>. now. <laughs> so. I don't, like I said, I don't need any royalties. <laughs> if I can come in and get a free Filthy Paw Paleo, sure. <laughs> Have you ever seen any of the Evil Dead movies with Bruce yes. Campbell? Yes, oh yeah. What about Actually, the... we had good friends that got married by Bruce Campbell. That is in the a, most amazing thing I've ever zombie heard. zombie wedding. If you Google, you can Google up their zombie wedding in Seattle. And they had, in order to uh, be at the wedding, you had to dress up as a zombie. People can't see this, but my jaw has dropped. <laughs> yeah, and Bruce Campbell married them. Are you shitting me? <laughs> no, for sure. That is... <laughs> wow, that's a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you should Google it up. It's great. I am absolutely going to Google it up. If I can find pictures, I'm going to post them. Yeah. To, uh, when, the, when our friends said, you know, who's the who's the person you know, willing to give away the you know the wife you know to the, the, to the groom or whatever, and, you know, the dad stands up and is like, uh, brains. <laughs> we talked about a lot of stuff today, but that is absolutely the most amazing thing you have brought up. Yeah. How was Bruce Campbell? Uh, you know, we actually couldn't make it because we were here opening up the brewery, so we couldn't buy to Seattle for the trip. I would have given my left kidney <laughs> to go to that wedding, and I do not know these people. <laughs> but back to the name, then, since uh, this reference won't be lost sure. on you. Ash for Evil Stout. Nice. Yeah. Have you seen the TV show at all? Yes. Yeah. I'm I haven't seen the third season. I need to I'm trying to find a way into this. Sign, tricking stars to sign up for like a free week or two with like a fake email totally. and binge the last season. I've seen the first two seasons. It's the best thing I've ever seen. That's you got good. you got to really be a fan. Yeah, for sure. Uh have you have you seen Arrested Development? Yes. Oh yeah. Loose Seal Sour. <laughs> yes. Which uh it's one of my favorites. Yeah. With Buster and his claw, who his yeah. hand gets bitten off by a loose seal out in the ocean for anyone <laughs> yeah. listening yeah. and yeah. doesn't know. Uh, whirling Dervish Wheat. I forgot what a Whirling Dervish is, but I named one of my fantasy football teams that one year. And I thought that worked well with Wheat. <laughs> Sounds good. I know these are all winners. So That's right. 
I can't wait to see your next whole slew of beers. That's right. Uh, but I do have some more. Merkin <laughs> uh, Firkin Ale. Gotcha. Do you know what a Merkin is? Merkin. Sounds familiar, but I don't know. Let me say this. You're going to have to be a little... Di- uh, take it easy with the label, as a Merkin is a cubic wig. Ah, gotcha. Okay. So you may want to wash it with the label design on that one. <laughs> but Firkin, I learned from a buddy of mine who yeah. is big into historical facts and kind of a history buff, yep. is related to a container that carries ale. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, we have Firkins. Oh, fantastic. So just put Merkin on it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hans Grubier. Hans Grubier. Have you seen Die Hard? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, now, with Hans Grubier... I thought about it just being a beer name before, but yeah. honestly, if you ever get tired of the name Rare Form, yeah. I think you should just rename the brewery Hans Grubier. <laughs> Put a sign out front, just Hans Grubier. Don't include brewery, brewing company. Just see what happens. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very curious if it does not increase your profits to see what kind of people it would bring in. Live in La Vida Porter. Live in La Vida Porter. <laughs> I th- I I workshop that one at work and people seem to like that one. <laughs> that, that had a real ring to it. <laughs> it rolls right off the tongue. It does. Live in La Vida Porter. Uh, achy breaky lager. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and it was funny. I was for inspiration. Yeah. I kind of looked up some hilarious beer names, and then I thought, what else is hilarious? And I thought Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I got achy breaky nice. porter. I like how like how that unfolded. <laughs> it did. It was a very quick unfolding, if you want to call it that. Verbeardum compliance. Verbeardum compliance. Now, there's not a specific brew type yeah. paired with that. I just thought that was cool. <laughs> this beer tells you what's going to happen. That's right. It dictates how your night's about to go. That's right. Dependent, of course, on the alcohol percentage. That's right. You'd have to make it higher. It would. And I saved the best for last. This one, I think, is a real winner. And you will be shaking my hand after this one. <laughs> Slap and tickle IPA. Slap and tickle. <laughs> and again, this is something I workshopped at work because yeah. it's not at all what I get paid to do during the day job. <laughs> you got to fill your hours with something. Ex- right? <laughs> exactly. Things get a little slow sometimes. And I thought, and people really seem to enjoy yeah. a good slap and tickle reference. <laughs> Think about it. People will come up to the bar. You'll be bartending. Somebody else will be there. What can yeah. I get you? How about a slap and tickle? Slap and tickles we, for everybody. We had a we had a beer named that we haven't done in a while, but it was called a, I'm an IPA guy because people would come up to the bar uh, forever and they'd be like, you know, I'm an IPA guy. What do you have? You know, and so um, then we had this Yelp reviewer. A guy came in and said, um, I'm not sure it was it was one of the review sites, one of them, and he you know came in and had beers and was like, yeah, I really liked your double IPAs. I liked you know your pale ales, but you didn't have any IPAs. And um, it would be nice if you had an IPA that's about six percent. I'm an IPA guy, and I'm speaking on behalf of all IPA guys. That's and a so, uh, pretty bold statement. That's there. a pretty bold statement. So then we, I was like, all right, I'm gonna call the beer. That's beer. I'm an IPA guy. So people would come in all the time and be like, what a, or a, you know, what should I get? I'm like, I don't know. I'm an IPA guy. Perfect. I got the bright beer for you. I'm an IPA guy. <laughs> but I guess that worked out well. It worked out well. Honestly, I back when I really started expanding my, I'll say, palate for lack yeah. of a better term for this, as in. There's a lot of beers I could drink and I really tell the difference. Yeah. I do enjoy consuming. Uh, I've gotten better at it. Yeah. I was never a big IPA guy. And then I had the, actually, I had the Cascadia IPA, double IPA from here. I'm like, this is delicious. And that kind of set me on a course for trying other IPAs that I've 
gone back and compared to. That's great. And I'll, I'll admit, I came in today and I was a little disappointed it wasn't there. Yeah, but we we brew it like once or twice a year, um, with it, when our rotation of double IPAs. All right. So, yeah. And yeah, and that's what your fabulous bartender yeah. told me. And I got the Saturday Sun, which at eight point five percent has made the night quite fun. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's great and. Uh, I'm glad that the brewery's working out for you. This is a great place. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. So thanks for coming in. Absolutely, and I really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with yeah, me. I know it's you fun. guys got a private event going on later. Yes, we do. Should be fun too. Before I wrap things up, how about my beer names? I like them. Pretty good. All right. So nice, when, nice word. You know, nice way to kind of fill them in. When can I expect to see a slap and tickle? <laughs> or well, when can I ask your bartender for a slap and tickle? We'll have to find out. Okay. Uh, well, so that's going to do it for this episode. I'd like to thank Kevin... Mullen? Mullen. Mullen. Son of a bitch, I did it again. Kevin Mullen, again, for being on the show. Uh, I appreciate you hanging out, having a drink. Yeah, thank sharing you. Sharing some stories. Uh, like I said, I'm sure you're a busy guy brewing beers. And you got your private thing going on uh, later tonight. Uh, Thank you for everyone out there listening to the show. If you happen to find yourself in Troy, be, certainly be sure to stop by Rare Form Brewing Company. Say hi to Kevin. Say hi to any of the awesome bar staff. Try one of the fantastic beers. I recommend the Saturday Sun, the Baby Beats I just had. That was fantastic. I intend to have one more before I leave after this. You can find Stories from a Bar on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at StoriesFAB. You on Twitter? And yep. Facebook. Yep. You can also find Rare Form on Facebook and Twitter for sure. Yep, absolutely. Just Rare Form Brewing. Yep. Do a search, you'll find it. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> you can find the show on iTunes, Podbeam, Stitcher, Google Play. So certainly be sure to subscribe and even more importantly, leave a fantastic review and spread the word. <laughs> I know you want to because it's a great show and it helps enable my drinking. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so until next time, cheers. Thanks.